Welcome to Real Talk with Real Life. This is your host, Ryan Riggs, again. Today I have a, another special guest, Mr. Johnny Bullock. Johnny's with the Virginia Family and Fatherhood Initiative. He is a facilitator coordinator over there, and one of the jobs that he has is uh, trying to better establish uh, better family values and, and, and teach people how to how to be good parents, I guess, is one of the things he does. But I've watched him work really hard uh, since he's been, you know, in this position. Uh, he really beats the streets and tries to get people in there. And so, you know, part of this podcast is we bring people in the community together to see what services are available and what they're doing to kind of help change uh, the direction of the way things are going in our community right now and uh, dealing with uh, these multiple epidemics of homelessness, substance use disorder, incarceration, things like that. So welcome on, Johnny. Thank you, Ryan. Thanks for having me. All right, so tell us, you know, I gave him a little bit about what you do, but you can tell us in your own words uh, a little bit more about what you do. Okay, a little bit more about um, Virginia Family Fatherhood Initiative and the role that I play in that agency. Um Along with coordinating um, the groups um, that start with men, um, just men who are fathers, men who need parenting skills, um, men who lack that skills, and we mo- mostly get um, gentlemen who are coming out of incarceration, uh, dealing with substance abuse issues, um, and just young men who lack the parenting skills at this point um, to go further in, you know, better parenting the children. So we um, usually target those men, and what we do is hold groups. Um, uh, once, a, once a week with a certain group of men uh, and just get together and talk about those issues that they deal with just as men, period, parenting skills, communicating with the mother of the children, um, and just talk about whatever issues that they may have um, that they want to really um, express themselves and talk about so we can just help them better um, understand why those issues are there. We also talk about a little bit about trauma and the beginning of where um, that trauma may relate to their um, their lives as an early child and um, how it just um, continually relates to their life as they get older into adulthood. So we identify those problems first, and then we start working on the issues that, um, that have brought them to this point, anger management, so forth and so on. Okay, so... I'm just curious, you know, because I, 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 you know, I got a, my own personal story with, you know, a lack of parenting skills and, yeah. you know, kind of being, I didn't have planned, you know, my kids weren't planned necessarily. Right. Uh, I was in active addiction uh, when my when my first child came right. and my second child. Um, you know, I had never really, couldn't even really take care of myself, mm-hmm. uh, much less another human being. And I've kind of, uh, you know, thank God for recovery because I've kind of grown up and been able to do right. some different stuff. But what what are some of the the most prominent, uh, I don't know if risk factors is the word, but, but the most prominent um, uh, things that are, or, or, or obstacles that you see uh, in people's, in, in people's lives. Because I'm sure doing the work, you, you know, you see a, a wide range of people, but I'd imagine that there's some uh, commonality and underlying right. issues that, that you kind of see more often than not. Right, absolutely. Um, I think one of the biggest barriers um, or obstacles for men is their ability to communicate um, with that other parent. So um, a lot of times, especially the younger ones and sometimes the older ones, they lack those skills um, to be able to communicate in a way that says to that mother, um, you know, we're on the same team. We're trying to parent this child. We're trying to um, raise a decent child instead of um, just letting them go through the same things, allowing them to go through the same things that we went through. So their ability to communicate um, with that other parent seems like a huge 
um, issue. A lot of them also have um, the lack of anger, uh, the management with their anger. So that's a, another big barrier, just being able to process um, what's going on in a way that they don't get, um, you know, their, their minds and their temper doesn't get the best of them. So um, we work on those things. And um, actually, Ryan, you've referred um, a couple of guys to us to fatherhood program. Uh, so, um, and we're grateful for that. We're able to help them and just kind of um, take them along that process. Um, and also, um, I've had some guys, that, a couple of guys that have needed housing or needed uh, employment um, that have um, shifted over here to you all. So, uh, so that process has been very beneficial to us, and I hope it's you know been well for you as well. It, has, it definitely has. I think that you know one of the things that I always talk about is. Um, you know, maybe this is taboo to talk about, but, you know, there's a lot of uh, lack of coordination between service providers uh, in our yes. community. I think everybody yes. wants to help, but there seems like there's a, there's a lack of uh, working together with other Absolutely. agencies that seem to be, um, you know, causing a little bit of problem. But you guys have always been amazing to work, work with us. Yes. Um, we, I think we try to facilitate the same thing with you guys. But um, so, so, so what age group? Uh, do you serve? Do you serve from you know, you know, blind, crippled, crazy from eighty from eight to eighty, <laughs> or is it? Yeah, well, pretty much uh, yes to all of that. But um, we just um, last month in July renewed uh, a two year grant, which services young men from sixteen to twenty four years old. So um, under that grant, that's who we're ma- mainly focusing on at this point. Um, however, we do still hold classes for men outside that age range. So, um, so. Yeah, 18 to 80 pretty much, they will fall into that category if their fathers and if they're interested in developing those parenting skills. Uh, so, But, uh, again, we are really focusing more so right now on men in that age group of 18 to 24 years old because um, uh, right now it seems that society looks at it as um, they need that those skills the most, but they're the kids that really don't realize that they, they are lacking those skills. So we're focusing on them and just trying to put our time and effort uh, into um, just giving them the skills that they need going forward as uh, uh, adults and uh, good parents. So is it, I'd imagine it's, there's a lot of like generational things uh, when we start talking about these issues, you know, have you seen, uh, when you see people and you kind of go through the stuff with them, is this something that, you know, has been going on, you know, for generations uh, in families and it seems like it's, you know, been an ongoing thing? Absolutely. Um, as you mentioned about substance abuse, uh, I think that's been a big issue with, uh, you know, the population that we serve because they dealt with um, substance abuse issues in their parents and and their grandparents. So um, just being around that all the time, it just kind of uh, puts them in a place where it's easy and accessible for them to. Uh, also, anger management, same thing. They've dealt with that um, and seen it in the household. So um, a lot of them, um, that's um, basically or generally um, what they know. So um, we have to take them out of that element and just kind of um, help them stay focused on the child coming forward and ways to bring that child up so that he or she doesn't, um, um, you know, is not in that same element. Uh, and so that kind of wards off them doing the same, repeating the same thing over and over again. So I would say those two issues um, are the biggest, you know, most prevalent when it comes to the issues that they face that they're, um, that they're struggling with. Okay, and so you know, though we, though our our missions as uh, service providers may in fact differ at some level. Right. Ultimately, it seems like you and I both see the same type of crowd. So Absolutely. there's some commonality in 
and 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 the obstacles that the people are facing. And so, um, I guess what I'm curious about is, like, what role do you think that you know, um, incarceration, uh, generational incarceration, because it's been going on in our society for some time now. Right. But generational incarceration, substance use issues, um, you know. What part do you think that the lack of a strong parenting model or, or, or a strong father figure in the household has played into getting our criminal justice system to the point that it is today where there's you know 2.2 million people incarcerated in America? Right. I, I think it's, it has a profound um, um, effect on um, the population that we have in jail today, and mainly because, as I said before, um, that's, for the most part, um, all these young men see, so, so that's basically all they know. So... Um, if, if, if they're just um, exposed to all this, um, you know, the substance abuse issues and anger management issues within the home, then um, it's kind of like just going and revamping and just starting from scratch um, to introduce him to something different. So I think it just plays a huge role in um, the reason why the jails are overpopulated now as we speak. Um, and I deal with a lot of young men who are in jail who are in that age group. Um, 18 to 24, and I'm sorry, 16 to 24, and that have kids. So now they're in jail um, where they don't have the parenting skills uh, to begin with because they've never been taught that. And then you got kids that um, um, that they father uh, that the, now they, you know, the kids don't know, you know, what to do. They're not educated. So you have to start with them and just teach them what uh, what those skills are, so they can then just relate that and take their kids by the hand and start teaching them those same skills. All right, so you brought up another good point I want to talk about. So education, you know. Uh, man, I know that that just plays such a, such an important role in, you know, just getting to be successful in life, man. A lot of a lot of people that I see walking through the doors here, I'd imagine the same is true for you. Like, don't even have a GED. A lot of them dropped out in ninth grade, right. you know, eighth grade, some even before that. Right. Um, and so what are you guys doing over there to kind of attack the educational piece as far as schooling and things go? Right. Um, besides just educating them about fatherhood, which is to me more important, or mm-hmm. parenting, which is more important than anything you can learn in school. That's anyway, right. but what are y'all doing to kind of meet that need? Well, Ryan, we have um, also, we have um, under that same grant that I was just telling you about, um, we have wraparound case management services. Um, and that case management services um, follows that client for two years after they graduate from our program. So um, let's say you got a gentleman that needs a GED, needs to go back to school. Um, we connect him with the, the, the uh, proper agency uh, in order to help him do that. Um, and I know you do that as well. So we're working together in that kind of aspect just to, uh, or employment. Um, we've got gentlemen that may find a job and work it six months. Uh, but then maybe he needs to reach back out to us uh, and reestablish another job. So by us following that client for that, those two years, we're able to just help him along and help him start a career where he can get a, um, a lifelong um, a start on just taking care of his family, his children, and himself. So I like that part about it because it just doesn't drop off when they graduate and stop there. So we're able to follow them. So And all those uh, people that we partnered with, including uh, Real Life Community Center, um, and just able to help them along the way and just keep in contact with them and help them have a, a healthy relationship uh, with the child and, and with the, the other parent. Okay, so um, I guess the last thing I'm going to ask is what is 
probably your biggest struggle in delivering services to such an at-risk population. Um, you know, and, and from 16 to 24, I mean, you know, that's your target. I mean, that's it's hard. Like, I know what I was doing when I was <laughs> that age, and it's, you know, it's right. kind of hard to kind of reel people in. So what is probably your biggest struggle? But I don't want to leave on that note. I, I, you know, I know what you guys are doing over there is mm-hmm. amazing. And so aside from your biggest struggle, I want to end with, um, you know, what is the biggest hope or the biggest, um, um, you know, something exciting uh, that you guys may be doing or have done that uh, just allows allows us to have a sense of hope for what the future holds for the right. Virginia Family Fatherhood Initiative and, you know, just for, you know, our community as a whole. Right. Um, well, starting with the the the, uh, the struggles that we have having, um, we're dealing with a population that um, generally need housing a lot. We deal with the population that, um, you know, they have children uh, and they're not employed. So um, it's it's just difficult for them to get and establish housing and maintain housing. So that's been one of the bigger struggles that we've had just with the wraparound case management services, uh, just connecting them with the proper people in order to just um, give them them the funds that they need so they can at least get started uh, and just have somewhere to live till they can maintain on them on them on their own so that's been one of the the, the bigger bigger issues with uh you know the population that we dealt with um and the younger gentlemen um most of them are still living with mothers so um there's a there's a struggle there to kind of encourage them to get their own and get out of the house and just take care of their own responsibility because ultimately the child's uh, is not the mother's responsibility is his responsibility and uh you know the mother of course of that child so, uh, so those are some of the biggest struggles, uh, and we're very proud to be to have recently um, had some men graduate from our boot camp program, which is a, a condensed uh, a program that we had just so that the young men can get uh, the whole uh, the whole program taken care of in one week. Uh, so it's kind of long and kind of intensive, but it just condenses it so they can take care of it through one week. So we had uh, five young men graduate last month. Uh, from that, and we're very proud of that, and we're looking to start another boot camp, and hopefully we'll have even better success with that. So um, that's just one thing that we're uh, right now that we're very um, encouraged, uh, and just uh, just makes us want to move forward and continue to do the same thing out here in this population. Okay, so I'm gonna put a link in the bio on here when I when I post it, but I want you to go ahead and just give you a second to kind of give a drop of how they can, uh, or a spot of how they can get in touch with you. Okay. Um, you know, maybe a website information, phone number, contact info, whatever, anything. Uh, if somebody, you know, wanted to take advantage of the Virginia Family Fatherhood Initiative, uh, you know, okay. how, would they, how would they do that? Okay, well, um, I think that the best way to get in touch with me um, would be to just call either my cell phone or my work phone. Our work phone number is 804-482-8012. And then the cell phone number is um, 855-8601. Uh, leave a message if you uh, don't get me. And uh, I would love to just talk to you or conversate with you and just give you more information about the whole program, what it entails, and what we can offer for you. Um, and so I would look, love to hear from you. All right. So, uh, you know, I'm, I, I want you to know before we get off of here, I'm grateful for you, man. You know, Thank you, Ryan. appreciate I, it. Like, I have an amazing job. Not only do I get to work with people on a day-in and day-out basis, but I also get to, you know, meet some amazing people that are affecting change in the community, and it's uh, it's just such a blessing. You know, I, I meet people with hearts of gold that just really right. put their all into, into trying to, you know, uh, affect change, right. and, it's, and it's just awesome. So thank you for everything that you do. 
Thank uh, you for having me. You know, look forward to look forward to continuing to work with you. All right, I appreciate it. Thank uh, you. Yeah.